Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm your host, Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I am back today with another episode. I know it has been a hot minute since I've sat down just one-on-one with you guys. Um, I'm just trying to be very... I'm just trying to give myself grace, I guess you can say, when it comes to, you know, my energy and making sure that I'm not spreading myself thin. I do have a lot going on in life currently, a lot of things behind the scenes, a lot of things in my personal life, and just, you know, my energy has kind of been all over the place, and sometimes I just need to honor that and give myself a break. But I am back today with another episode and I'm really excited for today's episode. It's all about me sharing lessons that I've learned through my healing journey thus far. As I self-reflect on the past few years, I've realized that I've learned a lot. And there has been a lot of personal growth through these lessons that I've learned. I look at where I was even just a year ago and so much has changed, especially when it comes to my mindset and how I view the world around me. I am always trying to see things from a different perspective because I find that in doing so, it provides a lot of opportunities for growth. So I'm hoping that the lessons that I share in this episode today can help to inspire you in some way or even get you to look at life through a different lens or, you know, through a different perspective. So if you're ready for today's episode, then let's get into it. lesson I wanted to talk about is realizing that everyone has a different reality based off of their perception. And it doesn't make either reality right or wrong, but realizing that how you view the reality of a situation can be extremely different than how someone else perceives the reality of the situation. And I'm actually going to explain this through a reality TV show example. Go figure. Because yeah, I do watch reality TV. Um, I find that it brings me a lot of, like I'm able to look at the relationships on reality TV shows and see different perspectives. So maybe that's why I enjoy watching it so much. I really don't know. But yeah, I do try to limit my reality TV intake. But anyway... I don't know if I have anyone listening who watches Love Love is Blind, but if you do, then you're probably familiar with the couple Zenab and Cole. Now, there's a lot that unfolded in this relationship throughout the show, but one situation in particular that has the whole internet talking was the cuties scene. Essentially, Zay explained this situation that she had two small oranges, tangerines, whatever, that she was eating, and Cole had said to her, are you going to eat both of those? And she said, yeah, why? It's one serving. And then Cole said, well, you better save your appetito. Literally, that's how he said it. It was, they showed the clip. And then Zay went to explain that she had only had a banana all day, 
That's when Cole was concerned and he was like, why? And explained how he tried offering her food earlier during that day, but she didn't want it. But during the reunion show, when Zay was explaining the situation, she explained it in a way where she was kind of accusing Cole of trying to control her eating habits and telling her, you know, not to eat and essentially body shaming her. Whereas Cole took this interaction as a little bit of just like, you know, lightheartedness about how they were about to go have a really big steak dinner. And he was just mentioning for her to save her appetite for the big steak dinner that they were about to have. And he didn't think anything malicious of it. They then showed this interaction at the end of the season, and from my perspective, again, this is based off of everybody's perspective. Everyone who was watching this had a different perspective and perceived the situation in a different way. For me, I would say that I took it the same way that Cole took it, and many who watched it took it that way too, but also others took it the way that Zay took it. And the reality is that both are right, both perceived the situation based on how they felt in that moment through their own lens based on their own life experiences. So what I've learned is that when you are experiencing a situation with someone where there are hurt feelings, oftentimes the people involved have a very different perception about the reality of the situation. We all go through life experiencing things, but oftentimes how those experiences make us feel is usually going to be different from person to person. I apologize. I don't know why I'm so out of breath. It's also a little difficult for me to talk because I do have a wisdom tooth coming in. So every time I talk, it kind of like it hits my wisdom tooth somehow and it just hurts a little bit. And also I'm out of breath. Kind of feels like I just ran a marathon. Don't know why. So I apologize in advance if I sound like out of breath or whatever. But yeah. So like I was saying, we all go through life experiencing things. But oftentimes how we experience things is going to be different than how someone else experiences the same situation. How we feel about that situation is going to be different than how someone else would feel about the situation. One person would take the save your appetite comment to heart, especially if they struggle with body image and confidence. Meanwhile, someone else could hear that comment and think nothing of it, and it wouldn't hurt them at all. So what I've learned is that when you go through situations like this, like this situation that Cole and Zay experienced, when something bothers you or triggers that pain inside of you, it's so important to vocalize that. And this is something I was not taught as a child, but it's something I've learned through difficult relationships with others and just through my own healing because we all perceive situations differently. You can't expect someone to know that something would trigger you. So when and if it does, that is the opportunity to speak up about it and let them know that it's triggering you. And you know, now that I've been through a bit of healing in that moment, if I was Zay, I would have said something like, you know, hey, I'm not sure how you meant to come across with that comment, but it does upset me when you make comments about my eating. I would just appreciate it moving forward if you wouldn't make comments about my eating. And then hopefully in that moment, Cole could then become aware of Zay's triggers and would no longer make comments about her eating. And if he chooses to still make comments about her eating, then that would then be on him. 
Communication in relationships is so important. And without healthy communication, it can lead to built up resentment, which I think is what we saw through Cole and Zay's relationship. Because once Zay felt like she wasn't good enough for Cole, she started to act in a very passive aggressive and critical way towards Cole. And usually I see that happen when someone has that underlying resentment. Instead of speaking up about what is really bothering them in a healthy communication type of way, It's like you're trying to get your partner to recognize the pain without actually vocalizing it through passive aggressive comments or, you know, criticizing them because you actually feel criticized. So yeah, I I don't even know if I'm explaining this right and I'm not a therapist or anything, but this is just kind of how I took it and is kind of what I'm seeing and perceiving through the relationship. And now I'm not saying Cole was perfect in this relationship because if you watched the season, you definitely know that that was not the case. They both had their own flaws. I mean, we're all human. We all have flaws. And I'm not going to spend this episode dissecting any of the relationships on the show. I just thought that this was a great example of what I'm trying to explain, of what I mean when I say that we all have different perceptions of reality. And a lot of how we perceive reality is based off of our own personal experiences. Someone who has been criticized of their body, of their appearance, they're going to take comments like save your appetite and are you going to eat that personally as opposed to someone who has never been criticized for their body or appearance. The feelings are valid, but it's all about addressing and communicating those feelings in that moment because we also can misinterpret people's actions, which is why I think it's also important to double check on people's intentions before we make assumptions. I don't believe Cole had malicious intent when he made those comments. I simply think they both were perceiving the reality of the conversation differently and each are valid in that. It was just the lack of healthy communication that I think became their downfall. Now the next lesson I learned is that my reaction says a lot about me and that not everything needs a reaction. And the truth is, it is so hard to get to a place in your life where you are no longer reacting to everything that bothers you because it's just natural to want to react. It usually comes from a place of ego. I'm gonna use this example. I was talking to a friend the other day and they told me this story of how they were leaf blowing their yard, the street, and their driveway. They spent a great amount of time doing so and then the next day their neighbor came by and started telling them how, you know, they were leaf blowing the wrong way and that they didn't want them to do that again. And my friend in that moment got really triggered by that interaction and immediately reacted through, you know, getting all upset, swearing. He couldn't believe that his neighbor was trying to tell him how to leaf blow his yard and was trying to control how he does his yard work. And since it's a private street, this neighbor who I guess was part owner of the street had a very particular way about how the street was taken care of. But anyway, the moral of the story here is that in this interaction, both were upset. The neighbor reacted to the leaf blowing job, felt the need to then criticize and try to control my friend's actions. And my friend was upset because he felt criticized and underappreciated in that moment and didn't want to be controlled or told what to do. And I think this most likely can reflect a part within each of them that needs healing. 
Like, perhaps this neighbor has experienced a lot of situations in his own life where he felt out of control in some kind of way, so controlling others' actions makes him feel like he's in control. And perhaps my friend was criticized constantly growing up, never felt like he was appreciated for his work, or whatever else. Maybe he had somebody in his life who tried to control him all the time. So when his neighbor criticized his work and tried to control his actions, he automatically reacted to that aggressively because he felt those wounds of not being appreciated for his work getting triggered or, you know, those wounds connected to other people controlling his actions. I believe there's always so much more to our reactions that we can uncover and we can learn a lot about ourselves through becoming aware of why we feel we need to react the way we do to certain things in our life. And once you become aware of your reactions, you can then hopefully take the time to slowly heal those parts of you so you no longer feel the need to react. Because at the end of the day, most reactions truly get you nowhere except for a little bit of satisfaction in that moment, thinking that you won whatever argument was happening. But oftentimes, you'll probably look back and realize that some reactions can actually bring more consequences than you really want to be dealing with. Like now having an awkward relationship with your neighbor, which maybe leads to underlining hostility. So when someone triggers you, use that moment as an opportunity for self-reflection so that you can grow and learn from each other. Because the truth is, the universe is always going to provide us with opportunities to grow our awareness. But we have to allow ourselves to take those opportunities rather than let our egos get the best of us. All right, number three. I learned that the only thing that is certain is the present moment. I have always struggled to live in the present moment. In fact, I have always been so attached to my past for as long as I can remember. But the truth is, every time we reflect on the past, some bit of the past gets skewed in our mind. When we recall a past moment, the chances of us telling that moment exactly as it happened is very slim. And when we are focusing on the future, we are often creating outcomes in our mind that might not even happen. And this is what creates that anxiety. When you focus on the future, there is so much uncertainty, and that's what brings in those anxious feelings. And when you focus on the past, it can bring feelings of sadness or regret or loss, depending on what you are reflecting on. But either way, the only moment you have is the present, right here, right now. So that's what you should focus your attention on, your current moment and truly living in the moment and enjoying it without letting the past or future disrupt it. So what I try to do is just have self-check-ins where I ask myself, okay, what is going on right now in this moment? What am I grateful for in this moment right now? Because there are, there are times where I'll be laying in bed and I start thinking about that one time years ago when that one person criticized me and I took it personally and let it destroy my confidence. Or I reflect on a moment and remember all that I've lost or all that I no longer have. Or think about when I made that stupid mistake and embarrassed myself. And, you know, what if people still remember that? But it's like none of that matters because that moment no longer exists. And that's something I've been trying to remind myself. Yeah, so what? Someone criticized me in the past for something that I did or said or whatever else, but that moment no longer exists. 
And that moment is not attached to who I truly am in this moment because I am no longer who I was in that past moment. I now have this new current moment and I can show up freely knowing that that criticism is no longer with me. Let that moment go and keep living in the now, in this current version of self. Keep reminding yourself that the only current moment is now. Anytime you feel yourself slipping back to the past or worrying about the uncertainties of the future, okay, because that can be life-changing. The next lesson I learned is to let go of expectation. We all live through life with a set of expectations that we expect people to live up to, and we all create these expectations in our mind of how we expect certain situations to play out. But oftentimes, that's how we end up with disappointment. Usually it's because we attach our emotions to those expectations. And now, when I say this, sometimes people think I'm saying that it's wrong to value your self-worth and that people should be meeting your expectations if they want to be in your life. And what I'm really trying to get at is that what we often do, especially in relationships, is we create this version of someone in our mind and we hold people to this expected version of themselves. So when they don't show up as this ideal expected version in our mind that we created of them, we start to criticize and try to morph them into this person that we expect them to be. And this is often the leading cause of most arguments in relationships. It's because the person we are dealing with is not meeting our created expectations but it's really no one's job to live up to those expectations that you create in your mind. You cannot change people. You have to see people for who they really are and then decide if you want to keep sharing your energy with them or not. The truth is we all have flaws. We are human. None of us are perfect. So you have to ask yourself, is this person a healthy match for me or are we going to continuously feed off of each other's insecurities and pain? Abuse is never okay in a relationship and you should never settle for abuse and you should never settle either. But what I've realized is that it's not anyone else's job to make me happy. When you rely on people, things, and situations to make you happy, you are also giving them the power to make you sad. All of that can be taken away. So essentially you are saying without this person, thing, or experience in my life, I am not happy. And that's also codependency, being dependent on someone else to fulfill you. What I've learned is that happiness comes from within and it's something that you need to give to yourself. It should not come from things outside of you because that can easily be taken away. The more that you love yourself and show up for yourself, the less likely you are to attract unhealthy relationships and the less likely you are to let someone choosing to leave you completely destroy you. But when it comes to relationships and the whole expectations thing, what you can do is communicate when something bothers you. Addressing your concerns in a relationship is important in coming to compromises. But if that's not possible, then you need to see the situation for what it is and take it or leave it. You can't change people, you can only change yourself. So to break toxic cycles, you need to make your own personal change rather than trying to control the people around you to make the change. 
Another lesson about expectations that I learned is that oftentimes when we hold on to how we expect things to turn out and then they end up differently than expected, that again can lead to disappointment. But what if you reframed it? What if you said, okay, I'm going to let go of the expectation of this situation and trust that the universe or God or whatever you believe in is going to provide for me with the exact outcome that I need. If, for example, let's say I apply for a job and I go in for my interview, I would say, I know that what is meant for me is going to be the outcome. So if the outcome is that I do not get this job, I will be okay because I know that the outcome is what is meant for me. And that means there is something better waiting for me to find it. Because when you have complete trust in yourself and in the universe, God, then you would not fear the outcome. You wouldn't stress if the outcome is different than what you expected because you know what's meant to be for you is going to happen. Just like that saying, rejection is divine protection or redirection. I believe that. When something doesn't turn out how we expect, it's so easy to take it personally, to to think the worst to allow our emotional state to be so deeply affected. But what if that rejection actually leads you to your biggest opportunity? Because if you got that job, you wouldn't have noticed an even better job opportunity that were to come along a week later. Yes, sometimes being optimistic is frowned upon or considered delusional, but it's actually helped me truly change the direction of my life for the better. Be open to multiple outcomes. Be open to trusting that the universe has a plan. Be open to the fact that you may not be able to see the opportunity in the setback right now, but eventually it's going to be made clear to you. And that's really where faith comes into play. And building off of that, I would say stop waiting for your external circumstances to fall into place exactly how you want them to before you choose to finally be happy. Because happiness is not a destination. I look at happiness as a choice and I look at it as the journey. I don't want to be happy when I get X, Y, and Z. I don't want to have to wait until X, Y, and Z happens before I get to be happy. No, I want to be happy now. It's about choosing to be happy right now, waking up and choosing to be happy that's when everything starts to fall into place because our external reality is a reflection of our inner world. How we feel within is what's reflected back to us. The universe is our mirror. We need to start within in order to see that shift in our external reality. So the more you start choosing to be happy right now, regardless of anything else, That energy of happiness and joy is going to start attracting to you more people and experiences that reflect exactly how you are feeling. Things will then start to fall into place once you choose to be happy regardless of your external circumstances. If you are waiting for your external reality to make you happy, you will continue chasing happiness and you will never fully be satisfied because things outside of you are constantly changing. And once it's gone or once it changes, you'll be chasing after the next thing. The next lesson I would say I learned would be letting go of the weight of other people's opinions. Learning that self-validation builds self-trust and confidence. That the more I seek external validation, the more I lose myself in the process. For the longest time, I looked towards everyone else for validation. I would want reassurance that I was making the right decisions. I would make decisions based on what other people would think about those decisions instead of making them because 
I wanted to. I would choose actions that I knew would keep the peace instead of just doing what made me happy. I was so sensitive to criticism. I wanted everyone to like me and if I felt criticized, I would overthink the criticism for days, heck, even months. I felt criticism so deeply. But through healing, I've realized that it's not my job to live to please others. Not everyone is going to like me. Not everyone is going to understand my choices. Not everyone is going to accept me for who I am, but that's okay. Because the more we live to please others, the more we push away our authenticity. And before we know it, we are living a life that other people have chosen for us rather than living a life that we have chosen for ourselves. Life is too short to not do what makes you happy due to fear of judgment or criticism. Live authentically. Those who matter won't mind and those who mind don't matter. Lastly, your biggest transformation happens right after your biggest test. I think this is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. I always have thought of life like school. We come here to learn and we learn through our emotions and oftentimes the universe throws situations at us that trigger our emotions and get us to dig deep. And life is cyclic. We are continuously going through cycles and I think of it like chapters in a book. In school, we used to have textbooks. I'm sure you still do, but of course I haven't been to school in like 10 years, almost. And we'd have to read chapter one and then we'd have to take an exam. And then once we pass, we move on to the next chapter. Life is very much like that. Each chapter of your life, there is always a lesson to be learned. And once you learn that lesson, you unlock the next chapter and you essentially up level. And sometimes some chapters are longer than others or some chapters are harder. But what I also like to remember is that duality exists. You can't have happy without sad. So when you're going through a really tough chapter in life, realize that the opposite exists and that tough chapters do not last forever. Eventually, that tough chapter is going to be over and you learn and you grow from it and then you are onto a beautiful new chapter. Every closed door is a new beginning. And honestly, this is how my life has been feeling as of lately. I've been in what feels like an extremely long, drawn-out chapter with a lesson on patience and trust. Trying to conceive for the past 19 months has been draining in more ways than one. It's tested my patience. It's tested my faith because I'm having to trust that one day I will be able to conceive without even knowing if that's the outcome that I will get. But it's going back to building on trusting that whatever outcome comes from this chapter is going to be the best possible outcome for me. Because the universe knows what is best for me and what is best for my soul growth. I am a co-creator with the universe, God, source, and in that, I need to learn how to trust the timing of my life. But with that being said, the universe will test you just to see if you've learned the lesson. A great example of this was when I was going through a chapter in my life that was teaching me about money mindset and letting go of survival mode. Because for so long, I was living on survival mode and I was afraid of losing everything, feeling like I could not possibly let go of my past of working for someone else subconsciously feeling like I was undeserving of self-employment or that one day it would just all be ripped away from me and that I would always just be struggling financially because that's all I've ever really known. 
And I remember I was so, so, so close to going back to serving because I had this moment where I was triggered. I remember losing a couple of clients and feeling like I would not be able to get new clients and I was just so stressed out. So I acted on that and I immediately applied to a server job in my town. But then I reminded myself, okay, this is a lesson. You are worthy. You do not have to be afraid. There is no need for panic. And I asked the universe, I said, okay, I really do feel worthy of my career goals. And if this is for me, I trust that it will all work out. Show me that it will work out. And that's when I decided to back out of that serving interview. And a few days later, I was actually able to get double the clients that I actually needed. And that's the thing. It's so easy to fall back into old cycles. It's so easy to let our fear take over and act on that fear in order to stay small and keep our ego comfortable. But when you allow yourself to learn the lesson, have trust and faith, and then align your actions with the new version of self opposed to the old version of self, that's when those old cycles can finally close out and you up-level to the next chapter. And something I always try to live by is to never fall back to an old version of self in order to please others. When you own the new version of self that you stepped into, you may lose people, you know, who no longer align, but that's okay. The thing that matters the most is that you never lose sight of your vision. So that right there will complete this episode. Those are the lessons that I've learned. I've learned so many lessons, but those are some of the major lessons that I take with me as I continue through this healing journey and this journey of life. And I always say, you know, allow yourself to be teachable, be a student of life, okay? That's what we're here to do. We're here to learn. We're here to live. We're here to, you know, experience emotions, all of them, unfortunately, but just enjoy this journey and choose to be happy now. Do not wait. If you enjoyed this episode, you know, I would love to hear from you. Your support means the world to me. Share this with someone who may need to hear this message. Follow me on social media. I love connecting with you guys. I am at LDuclose, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S on all platforms. I am sending you so much love. Until next time. Mm-hmm.